Once when a monk asked Zhao Zhu, what is the meaning of the ancestor coming from the West? Zhao Zhu said, the cypress tree in the courtyard. Woman's comment. If you can intimately perceive Zhao Zhu's answer, then there is no Shakyamuni before and no Maitreya after. Words cannot reveal it. Speech does not rise up to the occasion. Those who inherit words will perish. Those who stick to phrases are lost. Thank you. We'll sit for five more minutes and then we'll write. Okay, now we'll have discussion before we read. Anybody have anything they'd like to say? Does anybody know the answer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I know the answer, but I really like this uh, gong on. I really love it. I've, I've heard it before. And so my take on it is, when I first heard it, I remember trying to figure it out and then uh, looking outside at a tree in my yard, just the same way Zhao Zhao was saying, the cypress tree in the courtyard. And I realized that all, you know, what is the meaning of the ancestor coming from the West, the cypress tree in the courtyard? It's, you know, we're always trying to find out why. We're always trying to land on a concept of why something is. And, and yet that tree, can't, you can't even label it a tree. It, it's beingness, it's isness itself. It's sort of the answer to everything is the cypress tree in the yard. You know, I don't know, you know, I, I'm, you know, not being able to articulate this well, but it, it's the same answer. The, the cypress tree isn't there just because of one cause and condition. It's there because of everything. It's there because of air and sunlight and water and, and um, you know, just you could extrapolate it out. It, it isn't even a tree. It could be as much sunlight as it is a tree. You know, it, it's, um, and it's kind of the way it is with everything, but it reminds me of Peg's class that we're taking, you know, looking for causes and conditions. You know, I don't know if anybody else kind of got that, uh, you know, kind of if they're taking the class, but it kind of felt, has the same feeling for me. You know, the, um, you're never going to solve it with a why question. There's never going to be one answer. So would you say that the tree is the Dharma? Yeah, I say the tree is pointing to the isness of everything. It's, it's, you know, and I really don't know the meaning maybe Trouty does about the ancestor coming from the West because I don't have that, you know, that background. And I know that Guagu is, Guago is going to uh, kind of explain that to us a little bit, but. Um, Bodhidharma, the ancestor that comes from the West. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, and, and maybe sometimes it, it, the word Bodhidharma is in there. 
in other yeah, yeah. versions. All right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I really don't know the answer to this. All I know is that that day when I was contemplating it, it just seemed very clear to me that, you know, things just are, you know, <laughs> beautifully, they just are. And, and I think that um, talking about, you know, what does it say? If you can intimately perceive Zhao Zhou's answer, then there is no Shakyamuni before or Maitreya after, mm -hmm. that both those are pointing very much to the here and now, the present moment is mm -hmm. um, just, you know, one more angle on it. Yeah, the thing I, I see about the cypress tree, it's just what Donna said, is that this is something that's right now where this question about why did Bodhidharma come from the West is, is kind of irrelevant because it doesn't have to do with right now. But also, um, I just see a parallel with that koan. I was talking to Cody about this earlier, about how one koan informs another and the koan where this, this young monk wants to say, I want to learn about Zen. And then the teacher says, well, go wash your bowl. So that's really what's now, like go wash your bowl is equivalent to the cypress tree in the, in the courtyard. That's what you have to pay mm. attention to, or you'll just walk into it. You'll, run, you know, you'll bump into it. Uh, it. That's critical right now. But this why question about the thing. And there was something else. Um, oh, I guess someone kind of mentioned it that that uh, before Shakyamuni or after Maitreya is is also about just that now. That's what Donna said. That's all I have. I like that, Donna. I didn't I, I didn't know that, but I can see that um, that phrase um, pointing to that. That's what I came up as the, the cypress tree was the here and now, but I don't understand where, why, where is it talking about why? Is, did I miss something or? Well, what is the meaning is a why question. Yeah. It could have been, why did, why did Bodhidharma come from the West? Okay, I didn't. Just refer it. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a why question, like somebody wanting some information about, you know. Yeah. You know, the whole process of Bodhidharma coming in from the West and so on. Okay. The guy is lost. The monk is lost asking the, that question. Yeah. It's the kind of question I would ask. Lost. It's irrelevant. <laughs> I it's like the kind of question we all ask all the time, you know, what's the meaning of this? What's the purpose of this? Why did this happen? What, you know, why didn't that happen? You know, I, I do it all day long. <laughs> oh yeah. I think everybody does. What is the meaning? I just want to, yes. Okay. Trouty, trouty. Well, uh, no, I, I like this discussion, how you ferreted uh, it out. Uh, Without much difficulty, but uh, I, I'd like to throw in sort of a, a little challenge, and this is just the, for disturbing a little bit the, the unrippled surface of the border that we have now. 
Um, so I was wondering why is it Cyprus in China? Yeah, I wanted that too. I think we should ask Trouty. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, of course, it, it happens often that some of the translations may may put, and that's what I am actually questioning, because at least uh, people in West they will. Um, consider Cyprus as a typical tree of the Mediterranean. A Mediterranean is west of both China and India. Hmm. And uh, Bodhidharma really did not truly come from the west. It is true for, uh, for China um, that he actually, the way how he must have traveled would be what, what is today Afghanistan and Pakistan. So it would be, would be from the West uh, entering. Um, but so I was, I was wondering whether, whether this is, yeah, my first question that I wrote down was, why Cyprus? Yeah. Well, around the Mediterranean, the Cyprus also is a symbol of death. A symbol of what? Death. D-E-A-T-H. -E I see. Death. And so that I don't know whether that was true in the time and place when this was written. But if that's so, then perhaps that has something to do with the ancestor. And so maybe the cypress tree is Bodhidharma. Maybe. It's not like like a uh, like an irrelevant statement pointing you to the present. There's more connection between the two statements. Well, why don't we read and find out? <laughs> okay, leader. Okay, so we'll start with Chris and then Cody and then continue in alphabetical order. Is there? How do we figure out the alphabetical order? Uh, look under participants. I don't have that. I'm, well, let's see. Oh, well, yeah. You're, you're going to be after Donna. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay. But I see the participants now. Yeah. Okay. You'll be I'm after. I'm on the computer this time. <laughs> okay. 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 Chris. Yeah. Guo Gu's comment. The story takes place at Guanyin Temple in Hebei province, where Zhao Zhu taught for 40 years. It was already a famous temple. The mm. courtyard was surrounded by many beautiful tall cypress trees. So one of his students approached him and asked him, what is the meaning of the ancestor coming from the West? Ancestor here refers to Bodhidharma, the founder of the Chan tradition. He is called the ancestor because he is the progenitor of all the lineages of Chan and Zen that have come down to us today. So the meaning of this question for you is, what has he given you? What is this Chan that you are practicing? How does it relate to your life? These are profound fundamental questions that cannot be answered intellectually. If you think Bodhidharma 
lived long ago or that he went to China from India to establish the Chan school or even that he is the ancestor of our school, then you are not a Chan practitioner. Once. Wait, that's a strange statement, isn't it? No. How so? <laughs> yes. Roddy said mean, yes. Isn't it, pointing exact, isn't it pointing exactly to what um, yeah. Gail and Donna were discussing? Yeah. The here and now? That if you're, if, uh, yeah, that these things are not incorrect. It's just that if you're thinking about them, you're out of it. Is that what we're saying? If that's maybe, where your head is. It's off the mark, maybe. Yeah, okay. meaningless for, for the practitioner of Chan. Okay. Okay, Cody. Once at the end, of a five-day intensive retreat in Chicago, a Japanese man who had been studying Nichiren Buddhism for a long time came to pick up his friend who was on the retreat. He stopped me on my way to the restroom and said, venerable teacher, I have a very important question to ask you. I said, what is that? He said, what is your understanding of emptiness? He went on to say that this particular school says this, another says that, on and on. After he was done, I replied, piss, got a piss. And I patted his cheek, making a pa-pa-pa-pa-pa sound. He quickly said, oh, sorry, please go. He was rather shocked that I patted him on the cheek as we did not know each other. He pounced upon me as soon as I came out of the bathroom saying, so what is emptiness? I said, I told you already. Yes. What? <laughs> what? You didn't say anything. He didn't get it. Actually, he didn't really have a question. He just wanted a challenge. But he was expecting an answer. Do you understand? <laughs> if you want to know what Chan is, you have to know what it is not. Emptiness is not some abstract idea. It is not some truth outside you. It cannot be understood through words or language. You swim in it, bathe in it, yet you wonder where the water is. Those who have been studying for some time know that Chan is not some idea, state, or anything that can be grasped. It is right here, this moment. Look! You may examine Zhao Zhu's cypress tree in the courtyard or what I said to the man, piss, got a piss. What makes the cypress tree more or less important than some truth or scripture? What makes going to the bathroom to take a piss less important than some noble truth about emptiness? When we pee, there is emptiness. <laughs> <laughs> Are persons stuck on words and language? This story becomes a conundrum. Why did Jajo say that? What does a cypress tree have to do with Bodhidharma? Is that a special tree? Drive home this why, why, why? You want to know, yet don't know. Words cannot read. Reveal it. Speech does not rise up to the occasion. Those who inherit words 
<laughs> will perish. Those who stick to phrases are lost. Nowadays, practitioners, practitioners know a lot. They read this and read that, attaching to form. They don't know the genius of not knowing. They mimic Chan Master's words and actions, yelling cats all the time. In 1990, I went to Korea with a Zen master for a celebration of an event. One day, a number of Zen students were all asked to go on stage to say a few words to the assembly. The first guy got up and began his words with cats. So did the next one and the next one and the one after that. Each person yelled louder than the previous. If they understood the shouts, then there would be no need to practice any longer. If they didn't, then they should sit in meditation until their bones break and buttocks rot. Don't kill your wisdom life. The spark within that frees you. Attaching to words and phrases from all the things you read and learn is the way to blow out your flame of wisdom. I often say this on good, I-H-E. Recently, my students have started to repeat this, not good. They just make it their own. Otherwise, their wisdom life will perish. Zhao Zhou has had a very famous attendant, Guanyang Huwei, who went on to become a Chan master. After Zhao Zhou's death, Chan master Fen Yan Wenji, whom we met in case 26, asked Huwei, I heard that Zhao Zhu once said that the reason the ancestor came from the West is because of the cypress tree in the courtyard. Is that true? He was testing Hu Zhe. Zhao Zhu's answer had shaken the world of Chen. It was so popular that to some extent it became his slogan. As everyone knew this, it is obvious that he actually said it. Zhao Zhu's disciple, a true upholder of his teacher replied, no. Fan Yan pressed on, but he did say that. Vision re responded, Zhao Zhou never, good never say that. Don't criticize him this way. Now you have to go wash your mouth clean. The Chan Master smiled. It's a very good thing Zhao Zhou had a disciple like you. The lion rolled, but the cup also rolled. That's the meaning of those who inherit words will perish, will perish. Those who stick to phrases are lost. But if you don't understand and just hold on to words, then may you perish under these words, the cypress tree in the courtyard and IAG. Maybe may you be completely lost through and through. Chew on the, this word without knowing why until the sky falls down and the ocean dries up. I must say, however, that despite what you think about yourself, that you are smart or dumb, confident or lack confidence, happy or unhappy, through and through, you are free. The sky as it is goes on for miles and the ocean has always contained all. If you were to understand this and intellectualize about it with words, it would be a never-ending cycle, samadha. Even the existential questions of who you are, 
what the meaning of life is, what truth is, and so on, have no room here. Chan practice brings the self to the point of ripeness, where the actions or words of the teacher can actually serve as a catalyst to suddenly break through your shell. What if a person's practice reaches the point where he or she has very few attachments? When the full sense of self is congealed into this single existential point of not knowing and the teacher suddenly knocks it out, then you vanish and the world becomes alive. Mm. If you are not ready for such a teaching, the teacher will not snatch anything away. When you are ready for a direct teaching, then you must investigate Chan. Investigate? The, oh. hmm. Okay. Um, the fundamental way you were wired is dualistic, self-referential. You assume a permanent, separate sense of me or mine that underlies all of your experience and determines all of your opinions and judgments. Some people assume this is the experience. Some people assume this is the experiencer of experiences. Putting down the experiencer, what is left are just experiences. When experiences are free of the experiencer, all experiences come alive. I'm explaining it this way so that you can understand the devastation of words and language, how they actually determine shape, color, and condition. Can you freely use and experience words and language or are you conditioned by them? There is an easy litmus test. When someone insults you or says something deeply hurtful to you, how do you respond? When someone praises you, loves you, how do you respond? This does not mean that you should be stoic. Words are not the problem. They are just vibrations to your ears. What makes them meaningful personal is your attachments. When you remove your self-attachment, you fully experience the world without coloration. You are directly connected. You see things very clearly and don't feel that I'm over here, you're over there. You're saying these words there and I'm hearing them over here, Wuman says. If you, not, if you can intimately perceive Zhaoju's answer, then there is no Shakyamuni before and no Maitreya after. When past and future are cut off, what is left? The conceptual or rational mind works like this. As soon as I say something, perhaps your mind starts churning. It goes to the past or the future. Isn't that true? If you don't go to the past or the future, what will your response be like? You may think there's no past and future, only the present is left. No. <laughs> Recently, someone said to me, we will email you when you go to Taiwan. But by the time you receive the message, it will be the next day, as Taiwan is 12 hours ahead. I responded, it will be 12 hours behind. What is past? 
What is future? When you adjust your clock every year, where do all those hours go? Is there past? Is there future? Is there present? Jaoju's cypress tree cuts through all of this. Do you understand? Woman so kindly provides a cue. Words cannot reveal it. Speech does not rise up to the occasion. You must personally come to know this. So intimate, so close. Practice hard. So what do you think? Did we get an answer? Well, not to the cypress tree, not to what Trotty was asking about. <laughs> True. How does that feel that we didn't get an answer? Terrible. No, <laughs> no not at all. No. <coughs> I mean, I is love... that kind of the point? <laughs> well, you I, love, I love when these koans resonate. I love when we, I read a koan. And I don't have words for it, but there are oceans moving inside. And I tell myself, don't find the words, just let the oceans move and they'll settle where they need to settle. I so appreciate that experience from these readings and case 37 is where I am with, that's where I am with case 37. Wow. Like Thank you, Nelda. Yeah, that's, that's the way I felt, Nelda, when I first read this case a while back. It was sort of... Um, well, he kind of talks about it here. It's, it's experiencing. It's experiencing itself. Do you know? <laughs> it's, um, I, it, that resonated with me because I had uh, an experience that actually um, was, it, I, I say I had an experience, but what the experience was is the realization that there was only experiencing. <laughs> there wasn't a me experiencing, there's experiencing itself. Um, anyway, uh, that's what this koan does, does for me. It puts me right, right back there. So it was very beautiful. It was about 12 years ago and I was at the Chan Temple in um, St. Louis and the Chinese priest came out and he asked the nuns who were residents there, he said, uh, so why did Bodhidharma come from the West? And I remember that. And they just kind of giggled. Huh. That was it. And maybe that was the first time I had ever heard it. I, I'm not sure. But I, I just... I, I guess I'm not expressing it well, but just kind of the joy they had in the question was was really beautiful. He, he wasn't even testing them. They all knew. It was just like, hi, how are you today? It was in that vein. Hmm. I would never have imagined in my entire life that I would be as comfortable as I am becoming with not knowing. Mm. It is, it, it, it's, uh, 
it's quite a, I can't, I don't even have a word for it because I always had to know and I always had to be in control and I always had to, you know, and this beautiful, it's, I don't know, isn't that lovely? Is, is lovely. I mean, that's, it's lovely. Now, I'm, I, our, we had kind of a play date with our six-year-old grandson. And um, when we used to drive to Sunday school, I used to uh, do this thing where I'd ask his brother and him, I'd say, so what does je ne sais pas mean? <laughs> and they'd say, I do not know. I said, perfect. And so <laughs> he kind of remembered it and, and now he learned to say it, which is nice. <laughs> Don't all these koans kind of bring us back to that to the same place of kind of um, almost putting a, um, a kink or a stop in our conceptual tendencies, you know? It's, it's you know, we, we try to go with concepts and figure out what the different guy was and who said what and what did that mean and so on and so forth. And then we end up at the end of the whole thing having to let all of that go, you know, in some way. Um, kind of letting, uh, letting go the experiencer that he talks about, isn't it? Yes. I yes. like that. There, that there's nobody way. experiencing. There is nobody experiencing. That's the funny thing. Uh, and that was, that's what made me laugh when I had that experience. When, see, and see, <laughs> I even use the words, I had that experience. But at the time, it was quite funny that there was nobody it was just experiencing itself. And, and um, you know, I love that all these koans kind of bring us out of conceptual mind and even when it's uncomfortable. And I'm so touched by the amount of love. Love is what I'll call it, that Gogu puts in his writing constantly reminding us we are complete we are free we are it's all good I mean I just am so touched by his writing so this doesn't seem like the tree that you would have in a garden a swamp cypress and it's from south china and this all took place in North China, didn't it, Trouty? Or no, that's uh, North I India. I don't know. I don't no. know uh, where where this place was. We heard, we read the place. Did you see? Let me stop this. What was the place where where this the, it took place? It was in the beginning. Guanyin Temple in Hebei province, but I do not know where Hebei province is. Okay, we'll find out. Kumanyin is uh, actually Avalokiteshvara, right? Yeah. Except she is in a female form. So that that is interesting in itself. H-E-B-E-I, okay, just a second. Doesn't it feel funny 
to think that we, I, I'm gonna say I, um, have always felt that there was a me there. <laughs> and the whole time there hasn't been a me there. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's actually kind of funny. And here it is. Oh, no, you have eight, you have H O P E H. H E B E I here. Alternately, H O P E H. Oh, I see. So yeah, it yeah. says okay. it's the same. Okay. So the Great Wall of China goes through it. Oh, but it says a coastal province. Oh, sorry. I'll go it's back. It's part of North China. Crowdy, you were there? No, I never been um, to China. I I wouldn't be able to eat there. <laughs> it, it just uh, <laughs> would be too much oil or fat or whatever. Hey, I'm just joking. Yeah, me, me either. My husband would love it though. <laughs> Oh, here, here it shows it. Do you see it in red? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything in red. Enlarge it, Kim, oh, one more time. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that, that is north. Mm -hmm. But it's far away from where um, Bodhidharma may have come. Oh, of course, the tradition traveled, yeah. So the next question is, um, oh, wow. Boy, that's pretty. Blushat Piret Fodum Zal Maharyani Hramie Puninsi. I mean, transcribed. Puning Temple. <laughs> What language is that, Trouty? Russian. Ah. Uh, it is the square before the entrance uh, to a hall. It says the hall of Mahayana. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. Maha, Maha, yeah, you are right, Maha. You, you read Russian, right? Yeah. I learned <laughs> it from a book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I have been to China and and this is very familiar. Temple after temple after temple are set up in this similar way with the huge courtyards, with the buildings surrounding them. Just um, I, I would not be able to distinguish one from another except maybe, well, I don't even recall. Yeah. Nancy, have you been to China? No. I've got, thank you, Kim, because now you've piqued my interest in this region and. Hey, Jack. Wow. Look hey, Jack. Rugged. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. There's hey, that Jack. great wall. Look at that. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. wow, it is beautiful. It is like painting. Wow, look at that. Oh, yeah, it's stunning. Ooh, a lot of smog. Well, they're going to go into a serious electric car, so maybe the smog will go away. I hope. Kim, where are you getting these uh, photos? How this is, put... well, I just, this is all from Wikipedia. It's gorgeous. That is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. Uh, Look at all the arms. Yes. Sorry, our Loki fish, Vera. It really helps me to see photos of the place. Oh, oh even food. I just <laughs> had a donkey donkey burger. <laughs> donkey burgers are as common as Kentucky Fried Chicken in China. What? Yes, the donkey burgers are as common as Kentucky Fried Chicken in China. Did you try one? I did. I was not vegan back then. <laughs> and? Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. Oh. It was. Hmm. Okay. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Yeah, that was very nice. An unexpected trip to China. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, do you guys have anything else to add before we close? Appamata hmm. has a lease. Yes, we read yes. that. Yay. Oh. Yes. And so, Kim, um, I'm going to put up some of the signage tonight before the sun sets. But I don't know if I'm putting it all back in the right place. So if you would be so kind when you get back here to check. Um, and the things I don't know how to put up, I'll leave on the bench by the, by the Apomata house. Why don't you and, leave them inside so they don't disappear? Oh, I think that's a great idea. On the kitchen table. I'll do that. Okay. Okay, guys. Well. And Lori, may I talk with you a minute when we're okay. done? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then we'll see everybody else next Monday. And this was a, oh, the most next people. Monday we have... is Memorial. Next Monday so is Memorial Weekend. I will everyone still be here? I will be here. Okay. Who will be here? I will, will be here. Okay. Okay. See everybody else next Monday. <laughs> I will Bye. be here. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thanks.